You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks and a happy Boxing Day, even though it's a day late. Happy Boxing Day to you all. Mm. Mm. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's right. Have a Boxing Day like Ali. (laughs) 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 Boxing Day in Canada, not what you might think in America if you've never heard of it. Boxing Day, an old English tradition. Every year I have to give the clarification where the master serves the servants and the servants rejoice in the good day and the gift of the master. That's it. Mm -hmm. Today, it's uh, Black Friday Part 2. Everybody's taking their gifts back that they got, changing them back, getting what they want. Boxing Day. It's sort of like the official day off because the servants had to help the help their employers or masters yeah. to yeah. have a good Christmas. And yes. so that's what it sort of is, is, okay, you had to serve me, so, all right, now you can have this day. Right, you serve me all year, so you get a day off. It's kind of like being a pastor. It's kind of like being a pastor. <laughs> You've worked your tail to, off all year. All Here's a day off. the assistant pastors out there. Yeah, you're not kidding. Day. Yeah, you're not kidding. All the music, all the music directors, all the sound men, all the audiovisual people, you get a day off. It's yes. been a long Christmas season. <laughs> but get ready. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Well, welcome to Wednesday. Yes. Good to have you here. Yeah. Got through Christmas. Did you gain any weight? Yeah, probably. Wow. All I You're know nutritionist. Is that- I, I broke that stupid like that. Uh, scale, so I I have no idea. Oh. oh, somehow the battery fell out. So oh, I hate maybe, when that happens. Maybe after the first of the year, we'll find that battery. <laughs> Put it back in. Put it back in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so Whoa. you got an unusual. We got an unusual email yeah. slash yeah. request. Mm-hmm. We did from that great state up north. Yep. You know the one. Yeah. Yep. Yes. The big. The big W upside down, that mm-hmm. one? Yep. yep. Yeah, we got a, an email, and uh, one of our faithful listeners, Isaiah, and Isaiah said, hey, I'm, I'm in college, and a lot of people are talking about Advent, mm-hmm. Advent, and he said, I've, I've never been in a church that celebrates that. I don't really know a lot about it. What is Advent, and why do people celebrate it, and do we as Baptists celebrate yes, it? Yes, and more Baptists are beginning to celebrate it. Oh. oh, so that's well. It must be really good. It must be really good and helpful then. Must be. So what I went Edmund? looking, and on the Baptist Press website, I found this guy. This is uh, from this year in December. Um, church historian Stan Norman said Baptists have begun to see the usefulness of traditions once viewed as too liturgical or high church. Advent wreaths, calendars, and readings 
seem to provide a bit of structure in a tradition that has maybe gone too far without structure, uh, this provost of Oklahoma Baptist University told Baptist Press. So it sounds like something that's pretty good. The Baptists sure. now are saying, you know, there's some good elements of Advent. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. whenever I was growing up, I never heard it. Did you? Um, I heard of it, but not a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't even aware of it until I was probably in high school. Right. And I started right. hearing the term, and I'm like, "What in the world is that?" Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he says, and this is Baptist Press. Advent, derived from a Latin word meaning coming, refers to a four-week period of preparation in Western churches leading up to Christmas. That sounds good. Sounds good. Why shouldn't we prepare? We should be prepared. I mean, uh, all of these Western churches that Mm -hmm. uh, they're leading up to this tremendous, tremendous day that we celebrate the day of the Lord's birth. So. Sounds pretty good whenever you look at it from that way. Um, right. He noted some evidence of fasting by believers in preparation for Christmas during the fourth century. Ooh. Oh, fasting and praying. We ought yeah. to be. We ought to be doing that. You know, the Bible talks about Anna that she served the Lord in prayers and fastings. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It sounds like a pretty good thing so well, i think I, it's good i think it's good too because we all know like you eat like a pig during christmas so you probably should cut back before so the balance <laughs> of the you know intake output there you go <laughs> so uh uh today's proliferation of advent observance may be part of a pushback against the contemporary worship movement this guy oh. says so oh. there's a lot yeah. of good things evidently mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about advent And so he concludes with, Baptists, he believes, are hungry for the Christ-centeredness and structure of Advent. Whoa. Oh, that's very interesting. So then I found another article written by a Baptist deacon who Uh has a podcast. Oh. So uh, he says, Many Baptists, however, are unfamiliar with the tradition and thus are left wondering what Advent is and why we should celebrate it. Oh, that'd be oh. me. That'd be me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wasn't really that that familiar. I sort of had a little bit of a, now that I'm 62, I had a little bit of a understanding what I thought where it came from, but I didn't understand yeah. really that as a Baptist that I really should be participating in this. Right. Uh, during this time, various practices include fasting, reading selected scripture passages, mm-hmm. guided prayers, and hymn singing. Oh. That well, sounds like a church service. It does. It does. Um, but I'm also looking at the, some of the traditions, and there's the Advent wreath, where yep. you light candles on an Advent wreath, four candles to represent the four weeks. So... Right. Yeah, I can see. I can see a biblical tie to that. Yeah. So I mean, N- no, that's, I can't. <laughs> that's the practices. Yeah. Fasting, reading selected scripture passages, guided prayers, and hymn singing. Yeah, but you forgot. You forgot one of the best ones: the Advent calendar, which I have participated in for many, many years. The Advent calendar 
um, has a countdown of the days until Christmas, these calendars often have small doors or pockets that conceal treats or small items like candy. And I remember as a kid getting one of those every year. Oh, yeah. I didn't know I was celebrating Advent. I was just That's eating the something. candy. I just thought we were counting down to Christmas. But no, that's Advent. That's yeah, that's, the four that's weeks. The, that's the ticket. The yeah. four weeks before Christmas. Well, my calendar had all 30, 31 days. Yeah. So it was a real celebration. No kidding. You had an Advent we calendar. Well, we didn't call it that. We yes. didn't know it was that. But that's, I guess that's part of the tradition. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Every year. In fact, we get them for our grandkids now. You get we'll a little see. chocolate every every day till Christmas. You celebrate Advent. I do, I do, and I didn't even know it. I'm even more spiritual than I thought I was. There you wow. go. Is that possible? Well, yeah, it is possible. Because okay. if you're really spiritual, wouldn't you wouldn't even know it. And as soon as you figure out that you're spiritual, uh-oh, you're not anymore. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> Wait, I got to go to the counter and get another chocolate. I got to get another chocolate. <laughs> I'll make myself feel better and more spiritual. So... uh the situation Sounds is... Sounds good. This is what people are saying that Advent is. And uh, I don't find anything wrong with any of those practices. As a Christian, no. we're supposed to pray. As a Christian, we should be fasting. As a Christian, why shouldn't we sing hymns? Why shouldn't we read selected scripture passages? I mean, all of those things are good. But the one mm -hmm. word sort of sort of caught me a little bit of guided prayers, mm. guided prayers. So so mm -hmm. I, I, it was like, hmm. Now, it, it almost sounds like maybe these guys are trying to cover something up. No. Not quite sure, but no. it, it's just possible. So I continued my search, and so I went to the Gospel Coalition. Why celebrate Advent? And this is from 2015, so and it's eight oh. years ago. Yeah. So the purpose of the season was to anticipate the coming of Christ to earth. It was a season that focused on waiting. Mm. All right. Well, I can I can see that. I can identify with that. Now we don't wait for Christ to come, but we are waiting for his second coming. Yes. The second advent is what mm -hmm. people will talk about. So that sort of piqued my curiosity. And they said, uh, in the Protestant and free church traditions, the loss is somewhat understandable. We Baptists in particular tend to be suspicious of anything with origins in ancient or medieval tradition. Oh, now that's oh. new. Oh. Because it was just guided prayers, Yes. Hymn singing, mm -hmm. prayers, uh -huh. a time of reflection and waiting. Now, Fasting. this guy starts to spill the beans about mm. this is involved with ancient or medieval tradition. Yeah, I know what it is. I know what it is. What is it? The the Jesse tree. <laughs> the Jesse tree. <laughs> the Jesse tree. Christianity.com. The Jesse tree is a symbolic way of recounting the gene genealogy of Jesus Starting from Jesse, the father of King David, each day a different ornament or symbol is added to a tree or wreath representing key figures and events from the Old Testament that led to the birth of Jesus. So go. why would Baptists mm -hmm. tend to be suspicious about ancient or medieval traditions? Hmm. Hmm. 
I I don't know. Who were in charge during the medieval days and the Dark mm. Ages? That would be the Roman Catholic Church. Huh. huh. Yeah, only Imagine. for about 1,200 years hmm. as they... As they were the neck that turned the heads of every king in the Holy Roman Empire. Hmm. And, and churches. Hmm. I think they practiced love and encouragement to Baptists and Anabaptists during those days, didn't they? Absolutely. Great. They were so kind. Great tolerance. Oh, we had great fellowship. Great fellowship. Thus, it's called a trail of blood. Baptist history yeah. is called a trail of blood because yeah. the Catholics were so tolerant. Hey, let me tell you this. I was looking up something for one of my messages a few uh, uh, weeks ago, and I just wanted to be sure about the number <laughs> during the uh, Inquisition. And guess what that number is now, factually? Over 200 years of the Inquisition... 20,000 people died. But more realistically, it's probably 12,000. Yeah. They've changed yeah. that from 45 to 60 million. And wow. and it was page after page after page. I, I started going down this uh, rabbit hole looking at all those things. That, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. It's the big popular thing to say, well, the Roman Catholic maybe killed a few people. Yes. It's 45 to 60 million. They, they've successfully yeah. hijacked history. Isn't yeah. that unbelievable? Yeah. So it could be that Baptists are very suspicious about Catholic or medieval tradition because we died over it, because we disagreed with it. Yeah, yeah. You, you mean the Catholic Church where the Pope just declared... The other day, that it's okay to give a blessing to a same-sex couple. Yes, that, that same Catholic church. That same church, yeah. Oh, because I see. they do everything according to the Bible. Oh, right. And, well, and the they, Catholic Church is a model that we as Baptists should follow. Yeah, you mean you mean the Catholic Church that doesn't have to follow the Bible because the Pope is greater than Christ and can override the bible yeah, that one ex cathedra exactly when mm -hmm. he's sitting yeah. in his special high chair <laughs> <laughs> with his little party hat on <laughs> and his rapper king oh. of the city around his neck <laughs> yeah yeah uh, on his belt. you mean you mean the same pope that just this last few weeks became the the judge and jury of a I think it was an archbishop, I want to say. Don't quote me on that. Who was robbing the Vatican blind, that, that one, who who's going to prison for three years. That that Catholic church? Yep. Same. One and mm. the same. Wow. So now, it sort of makes sense because these Baptists also claim that we're Protestant. Oh, See, the popular, protesters. See, the popular thing now is... Baptists began in the late 1600s. 
Oh. That, that's what historians are telling us now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, some, t- uh-huh. some even Baptist historians. Now, to do this, you have to overlook hundreds of writings from many, many years earlier, like the mm-hmm. Catholic Enci- Encyclopedia, which, mm-hmm. which says that the Baptists evidently are among the oldest sects, S-E-C-T-S. Yes. In other yeah. words, groups. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the most ancient sects in uh, in history. Oh, you mean like the Dutch Christian Reform, who did an extensive study on the history of Christianity and said that the Baptists were notably the first group of organized Christians, dating all the way back to the disciples? Wow. Yeah, and now you have Baptists saying, well, no, we actually started in the 1600s, so... It goes along with the premise that older is better. Oh. And so now some of these Baptists said all it is is structure. Mm-hmm. But that gets me thinking, who decided the structure? And so they're saying, oh. well, it was during the medieval ages. And uh, it winds up, okay. Um, it says Advent links our hearts with those of ancient prophets who pined for a long-promised Messiah but passed long before his arrival. Yeah. Well, if that yeah. was true, we don't pine for Christ to come to save the world. He right. has come. Now, we should, every man that hath this hope in him, purify himself, even as he is pure, uh, because whenever he comes, we shall see him as he is, and we shall be like him. So there are some things that we need to be doing in preparation for his second coming, for yeah. the rapture. So let's yeah. see. Let's just just for kicks. Let's see what uh, the Catholic Church says. This is out of the Catholic News uh, Agency. Okay. And it's an article described uh, entitled "The History of Advent." So, might as well go there. All right. So it says uh, the church requires. It said uh, in that period of the year during which the church requires the faithful to prepare for the celebration of the feast of Christmas. All right. So, one word that sort of jumps out at me is requires. Oh, I was thinking figgy pudding. (laughs) (laughs) The mystery of that great day had every right to the honor of being prepared for by prayer Mm -hmm. and works of penance. Oh, (laughs) penance. So Hmm. the, Hmm. the very first statement in the Catholic <laughs> webpage, says yeah. that Advent involves prayer and penance. Penance. Hmm. hmm. Somehow, I think the train went off the rails because <laughs> the Baptists are saying we should all participate in Advent because it's just structure. It gives structure to an unstructured time. However, uh, it's good to have prayers. Oh, oh, no, guided prayers. 
kind of during that time, um, and singing of hymns and reading the Bible. And we all know that the Catholic Church has remained very true to the Bible and incorporates oh, yeah. the Bible in a great portion of mm-hmm. of their of their services, their their mm-hmm. liturgy. So uh, uh, it would seem, however, that its observance first began in the West since it is evident that Advent could not have been looked on as a preparation for the Feast of Christmas until that feast was definitely fixed to the 25th of December. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) I guess no one could really celebrate Advent until they had a fixed day for Advent. Yeah, yeah. So that must be why Jesus had to have been born on the 25th of December. Well, that and because you can't you can't have that many calendars filled with chocolate. I mean, you can't have twelve months of chocolate because <laughs> that just that'll ruin chocolate a kid. Chocolate will melt in the summer. Oh yeah, you can't have the summer. <laughs> you got to do something different. So the chocolate stays better in the winter. So let's go with December. Yes. So I tend <laughs> to think Jesus was born in December. Uh, won't go into all of that, but I know a lot of people yeah. claim that he was born in spring. You know, because of the, you know, the lambs being born and those kind of things. So we can't say assuredly what day. And so since the day is has been set for many centuries on the 25th of December, we go ahead and celebrate it. But it is interesting to know that Baptists didn't really celebrate Christmas Day until like the mid 1700s, mid to late 1700s, because it was a. A papal hmm. day. Don't don't say that. Yes. It was a papal decision. Christ Mass, perhaps. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the four days of uh, the four days, and so that starts a whole thing of history. And they get very particular on it was forty days. Then it got changed to four weeks. Then it was moved to mainly four main days. Then it, so it's bounced back and forth, but. Every time it's mentioned, it talks about penance and the Holy Mass. Mm, So, see, you have to attend those four Holy Masses because they're very special. Advent uh, for the Catholic people is a time where you're supposed to sort of cleanse yourself. Like a strong Advent would be Lent Mm -hmm. before before Easter. And so, you know, you have to give something up. You have to do something to purify yourself by yep. your deeds and by your works, not mm-hmm. in just fastings and prayers. So, yeah. uh, the, by the way, according to history, the fastings and prayers were decreed by councils with the popes and, and archbishops and those kinds of things, the cardinals. So all of this comes back to earning your salvation. Advent was a Catholic ceremony in which people were to earn their salvation by penance and attending the Mass. Yeah. I think it was a great opportunity for Catholics to get people to come up more than two times a year for just Christmas and Easter, and they would have to come to those other four services and really bulk up their attendance. According to their own teachings— there are seven ways you can obtain grace, and one of them is attending the Mass. You know, the, um, that's why one of them 
is only being married once and not getting divorced. That's why many in in times past, uh, right. you know, people couldn't be people who are divorced couldn't be married in the Roman Catholic Church because it was one of those sacraments. You know, a, a way to obtain, not to be given, but a way to earn or obtain God's grace. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, we have allowed our thinking and our practice to be influenced by a lot of outside things even today when all we really need is the Word of God and to follow it as God prescribed. And I think in a lot of churches, whether it be Baptist or not, they're looking for ways to get people to come to church and they're trying everything and anything they can to influence people to come to church. And and I think in a hope of maybe pe- making people more spiritual. And that's not the answer. That's not the answer. The answer is we being solid in the things of Christ, winning other people to Jesus Christ, and then discipling them to become stronger in the things of Jesus Christ. And so I can see where churches would take this on and make it something special and try to draw more people. And I can see where they do that. But that's not the answer we need. That's not what we need at all. And if we're Baptists, we need to follow those things that are by God's word. We we have some traditions and we have some things we do, but those are not what make us Baptists. That's not what makes us who we are. Right. And I think we've got to get back to those things that made us who we are today. That is strong church attendance, which we're not seeing. That is personal evangelism, which we are not seeing. That is a devoted life to the things of Christ, abstaining from all appearance of evil. That's not what we're seeing. We're seeing a Christianity, even within a lot of our Baptist churches, that is nominal. They are they are getting what they want and not what they need. And they are dictating what that Christian life is going to be rather than allowing the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to dictate that in their lives. So for me, this this thing of Advent, though it sounds real nice, is not what we need at all. What we need is that more devoted Christian life, and that's not how we go about it. Yeah, I want to say this as kindly as I can. Uh, These people that are writing these articles from a Baptist perspective are dirty dogs, stinking liars. Yeah. They know exactly what Advent is, and they're promoting it because we don't need barriers anymore. We don't need to be divided by doctrine. And that's the push, and that's been a push more and more and more, and will continue to be, break down those walls that separate us, because we all are one big giant church. No, we're not. I mean, no. you can, I do not want to be associated with a Catholic church in any religious capacity whatsoever because they are damning souls to hell. And so we're finding here, even among, and now there's a real push among Southern Baptists, but you know, once Southern Baptists started, independent Baptists want to follow because you've got a lot of independent Baptists that are Southern Baptist wannabes. And so they're, they're gonna start following that too. So in my opinion, and it's just opinion, uh, I don't want to be anywhere near Advent, you know. Uh, so um, no. we want to make that clear. I'm not going to use the purple candles and all of those things that, uh, you know, it's not a sin to have a wreath, but we don't have Advent wreaths. You know, we're, we're, we right. are not. All of those situations, uh, 
we don't believe in penance. We believe solely that we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Absolutely. Wow. There you go. We hope that answers your question. Yep. If it doesn't, uh, give us a call back and uh, we'll try to take care of that. But I think uh, I think we nailed that. I think you did a great job in studying that. And um, I, I, to me, always Advent is part of something other than Baptists. Mm-hmm. That is the Protestant church's protesters who came out of the Catholic church, not Baptists who have been in existence long before the protest. So I agree with you 100%. No Advent here, no celebration of that, except for the calendars. We're going to keep that calendar because that's, <laughs> that's an important part of my life. Because it has candy. Yeah. So this is Advent Calendar Al um, signing off, <laughs> saying, I wish you a blessed new year. Uh, there's only a few days left of chocolate, and i got to get there. So <laughs> I'm Al Stone. I'm in St. Thomas. <laughs> I hope you have a great day. <laughs> well, we we will just give absolution to chocolate. Oh. That's that's what we'll do. Yeah. I'll oh, do penance. Oh, wait. No, I don't think Wiz Baptist can do that. No, no. If the Baptist Pope was still alive, maybe he would do that. True, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it's good to study things out, and people love distorting the truth and you got to make sure that the definitions of the words that are used are the same. I'm very disappointed to read these so-called Baptists, but there are a lot of colleges that started out Baptist that have a whole bunch of heathens teaching in it. You know, yeah. Wake Forest, yep. Baylor, Texas Christian. There, there are a lot of big universities today that started as Baptist mm-hmm. colleges, and yeah. they really got off the rails. Harvard wasn't Baptist. It, no. I think it had, I but think it did, it had some it did, religious background. It was background. started, yeah. Every, um, every Ivy League school except one was started to train men for the ministry. Wow. Well, they're not there anymore, I'll tell you that. Oh, man. Day. That's a whole other podcast, my friend. Oh, yes. This is Tim Talks. We're glad you're with us today. Went a little bit longer today. We had a lot to give you, and uh, we're going to pick up again on Friday. We hope you'll be with us to to, uh, finish out this week of uh, Christmas celebration and uh, looking forward to that new year. A lot of great things happening, I hope. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll be back on Friday. This is the Tim Talks with Dan and Al, your co-hosts of Merriness. Mary Miss, Mary Miss, Mary, Mary Miss, Mary Miss. Oh man, the coffee's kicking in. Mary Mary Mint, Mint. something like that. I need a mint. (laughs) (laughs) I need a chocolate. Have a great day. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.